Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. From Carla Manatic. This is the Just for Today reading for November the 22nd, titled Foundation First. As we begin to function in society... Our creative freedom helps us sort our priorities and do the basic things first. Basic text, page 83. No sooner do we get clean that some of us begin putting other priorities ahead of our recovery. Careers, families, relationships, all these are part of the life we find once we've laid the foundation of our recovery. But we can't build a stable life for ourselves before we do the hard, basic work of laying our recovery foundation. Like a house built on sand, such a life will be shaky at best. Before we begin putting all our attention to rebuilding the detailed framework of our lives, we need to lay our foundation. We acknowledge first that we don't yet have a foundation, that our addiction has made our lives utterly unmanageable. Then with the help of our sponsor and our home group, we find faith and a power strong enough to help us prepare the ground of our new lives. We clear the wreckage from the site upon which we will build our future. Finally, we develop a deep, working familiarity with the principles we will practice in our continuing affairs. Honest self-examination, reliance upon our higher power's guidance and strength, and service to others. Once our foundation is prepared, then we can go full steam ahead to put our new lives together. But first we must ask ourselves if our foundation is secure. For without our foundation, nothing we build can stand for long. Just for today. I will take care to lay a secure foundation for my recovery. Upon such a foundation, I can build for a lifetime in recovery. Thanks for letting me read. In today's episode, we'll discuss the Just for Today meditation with our guest, Zach G. Hey, Zach, welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. Hey, thank you, Douglas, for having me. I'm glad you can make it, bro. So, Zach, can you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and can you give your home group a shout out? Uh, My clean date is April 28th, uh, 2016. Uh, I attend meetings at the uh, We Do Recover Home Group in lovely Reedsville, North Carolina. And uh, sure, I'd love to give my uh, my fellow addicts a uh, shout out. So uh, love you guys. Hope y'all are catching this. All right. Awesome. So we're going to transition to the just for today. Zach, can you share your thoughts on foundation first? <clears throat> All righty. Um, let's see. Foundation first. Um, is something, and for the ones that know me um, and know a little bit about my recovery, know that I've worked in uh, the um, the substance abuse field for like the past three years, which I've transitioned out of now. But one of the things I always pushed um, that you know me hard headed because I'm an addict, and you know I don't necessarily uh, take heed to everybody's suggestions. Um, 
one of the things that I had pushed on people or not so much pushed, but suggested was um, instead of having that focus on everybody's worried about as soon as they get in, oh, well, I don't have my kids. I want to get my kids back. Oh, well, you know, my marriage is breaking up and I want to do what I can to get her back. And it's always, you know, something that's like everything I'd always said to to fellow addicts was, hey, let's worry about putting you back together first and then we'll worry about the rest of it later. So to me, as far as foundation wise, you know, there was a point in time, I was about a year and a half in and I was making meetings every single day. My whole life revolved around recovery. That's all I thought about. And my sponsor actually had to say, hey, 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 hey. I was like, what? He said, uh, look, man, you're, you're letting this program that's supposed to help you build a better life become your life. You're, you're not letting the program work for you. And it was like at that moment I'm sitting there going, well, I never really thought about that because, you know, I'm an addict, so I do everything to the extreme. So like when I hear, you know, get a sponsor at first, I was, you know, hesitant. I was smarter than everybody, you know, or at least I thought that I was because I'm hard headed. Um, I, when they said work steps, you know, I look up at the wall right there's the 12 steps post on the wall. You know, I had them knocked out in maybe five minutes, uh, possibly. Um, I didn't realize how important that foundation and part of that foundation is not just the sitting in a room with a bunch of like-minded individuals and just listen to what all of them have to say. A lot of that foundation for me was taking the suggestions, building the network. I mean, you know, um, I was going to different meetings. I was meeting people. I was chatting with people, um, people that I probably never would have hung out with, you know, in a million years. I'm meeting, I'm talking to them on a regular basis, which you know, this year has been kind of rough as far as meeting wise. So, we've, you know, had to do Zoom and, you know, my home group did Zoom for a little while um, until we could start meeting in person again. And, uh, you know, it was it was the reaching out, realizing that these people in the room, you know, for that hour weren't just in the room for that hour. These were people exactly like me that may or may not have had different experiences that um, I needed to connect with. They were people that um, that could help me even when I thought I was too smart for their help. Um, you know, I had to realize that everything that I wanted out of life that I had basically put to the side for my disease started becoming important for me again. And I needed other people's help. I needed, you know, to get out of the ego um, and start letting other people help me. Because, I mean, it was I was one of those and a lot of people that have been around me in recovery don't realize that my first six months uh, in the program, I was wild. I mean, you know, I'm not taking suggestions. It took me like five months to get a sponsor. You know, um, I, every time somebody said, hey, man, you know, that's not really a good idea. Eventually, hey, man, that's not a good idea. Turned into let me know how that works out for you. Um, 
which you know that became one of my things later on telling people because i didn't realize they were hard-headed just like me too but you know once i actually got into like really getting serious about uh taking the the process serious and getting into this foundation situation um i had to understand that the just because i thought i knew it all didn't mean i actually knew it all Mm -hmm. i had to um had to take all those you know basic core suggestions of get a sponsor work some steps network go to meetings and i had to get to a point where i was doing that on a regular basis so zach Uh, look if we if we have some listeners tuned in who who you know, can relate to that. So, you know, they're clean a few months and they're, they're not taking suggestions. They don't have a sponsor, you know, whatever that situation is. And so are, are you saying that, that you feel your recovery process started, you know, after, after you started doing those things? And if so, could you share what, what happened? So you, so you're not using in those four or five months, Mm -hmm. but you're really not maybe let's say participating in the process. And so what, what, what happened around that time to say, okay, you know what, now I'm going to start participating in this, in this recovery process here. Now, that's a great question. Cause you're exactly right. You know, those first few months prior to uh, starting to take suggestions and getting a sponsor and actually working a program of recovery, you know, there's the old saying in the rooms that, that always have bothered me and they say meeting makers make it. Um, that I do not believe that to be true at all. I could go to a million meetings in the next 10 years and unless I'm actively participating in recovery, I'm not doing anything. I'm still just as sick. There was a, a guy that I met and I didn't realize that he actually became a big part of uh, my recovery early on and still is today. And uh, he had this saying, he had introduced himself as um, an addict and say his problem insert his name uh so i started saying i'm an addict my problem is zach because i had to realize that my problem wasn't drugs it was me so every time you know i see people that are just they're coming into the room they're not taking the suggestions they're not getting a sponsor they're not working steps they're not even sharing you know i get nervous for that person and i try to pull them to the side and say hey you know, I was once there. I was hard-headed too. I didn't want, I had a, I had a big problem with asking help for help. And then I had a problem with telling help how to help me, which made absolutely no sense at all. <laughs> so, you know, the, to me, if, if you're new in the rooms, I get that you're nervous, that, um, that you're not too sure about these people you're trying to figure them out because i was i was there too you know and i think a great majority of people that have been around the rooms for a while would, would probably say the same thing um but those suggestions they're for me they had to become more than suggestions they had to become a creed they had to become you know a mantra or a motto mm-hmm. um because there's a reason why they're suggested. Um, and it's because hard-headed people like us, prior to us at some point in time, 
started doing stuff like, hey, I wonder if I can do this in early recovery. I wonder if I can get in this relationship. I wonder if I can get in that relationship. <laughs> and found out that that didn't work out too well. Uh, and, you know, the longer you're around and, you know, I just, uh, I'm at four and a half years now. And the longer I've been around, it has not surprised me at all when somebody new in the rooms didn't get a sponsor or at least didn't call them on a regular basis decided hey that cute girl over there is giving me the eye you know now all of a sudden they're planning the wedding and packing the u-haul you know and it usually doesn't work out very well so when when you hear those old timers and they're not quite as brutal as they were at one point in time like they were a little brutal with me um you know we've kind of gotten a little bit easier uh lately but when they give you a suggestion take the suggestion it's not because they're trying to be mean or because they don't like you or want to be a butthead. It's because of the fact that they care about you. They love you. They're glad you're there. And uh, they want to see you succeed. Nobody ever, as far as anything I've ever heard in the rooms, has anybody said, hey, I wish that guy or that gal over there will fail. Nobody has ever said that. Everybody is here for a common purpose and actually backs one another up. You know, so that that's been my experience as far as that goes so take suggestions take suggestions um i hate i hated suggestions i still hate suggestions because then that means i'm doing something that i might need to might need to check up on a little bit um something i always figured out was i would get real mad when somebody go hey man maybe don't do that it's like why am I getting mad? Am I getting mad because they're saying something to me about it? Or am I getting mad at me because there is something that I maybe need to focus a little more on? You know, um, I heard um, a lot of people that were would talk about having using dreams in early recovery. And a lot of people get mad or they think, oh, God, I'm getting ready to go out. And for me, I had to figure out because if you're having using dreams in early recovery, guess what? You're not the only one. Um, something that I had to figure out was for me, when I had using dreams, it would be one of those redirections into, okay, maybe I've spent, you know, and I'm horrible about it because I'm probably like the world's slowest uh, step worker, but it would be one of those things. Okay. I haven't been in my step work for a couple weeks. Maybe I need to get back in it. Or maybe I'm not calling my sponsor like I should. Maybe I need to start, you know, go back to that thing, call them every day for 30 days. You know, is there, what am I not doing? Am I not networking with people? Am I not, you know, what do I need to do to readjust when I have it? And, you know, I've heard a lot of people have, they're having using dreams. They're like, oh my God, you know, it's like, relax, man. Guess what? Everybody has them. You know, that, that won't, you know, that your brain you're trying to fix your brain or rewire your brain in a process where you know ways and means isn't your general thought basis every single day um you know you're actually having rational thoughts about okay so i need to do this i need to take this suggestion i talked to these you know new three people that came into the meeting or that for a meeting i went to Maybe I should reach out to them and talk to them. You know, you're trying to trying to become a productive member of society 
instead of you know a drain on whatever or whoever you've been around um you know there's some questions in step one that said you know do i understand my relative importance of the people that are uh you know that i'm around my family and friends and it's like it in early recovery i had no idea what that meant i was like i i don't know i don't you know it felt like everybody abandoned me. Guess what? They didn't. They just stopped enabling me, uh, which was the best thing they could have ever done, you know. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, for me, I had to, we say it's a simple program for complicated people. And it really, and honestly, that's the truth. And the problem was, was I kept trying to complicate it instead of just letting the process happen. Um, that foundation, like I said, of, you know, getting a sponsor, working steps, networking with people, going to meetings, um, and then you, a little later on, you start getting into the prayer and meditation, which was part of what this meditation was talking about, was that, you know, your sponsor and your home group helping get you to, um, to that higher power, um, you know, it was a, it was a building process. Um, and it was something I definitely needed and still need today. Um, yeah, that's I, where I'm at with it too, is like the, the foundation pieces that I learned in the old timers, you know, kind of laid out the plan for me. Um, I mean, those are still, those things are a part of my daily life now. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it just, it, it's, it's, and that's the thing that that's the message I try to carry too. When I work with folks is like, look, you know, we're going to, we're going to practice incorporating these it, you know, we have like this checklist of things to do. And, yeah. but pretty soon the transition goes from, okay, am I doing these things? I'm checking the list, you know, to make sure I'm doing all these things. Then it just becomes like, Hey, this is what I do. You know, this is, this yeah. is, this is who I am. This is what I, and then it becomes like where the awakening happens is like, Hey man, I get to do these things. Yeah. You know, I get to go to the me. I get to work with these people. I get to pray. I get to work steps. You know, I get to, and then yeah. that's the awakening, man. That's that transformation, you know? So Zach, mm -hmm. look, let me ask you this, man, with four cakes, uh, you know, in this experience that you have now, if you could sit down with Zach G with one day clean or one week clean, knowing what you know now, uh, what would you say to him? <sighs> man, that's tough. Cause I never really thought about that one before. Um, I'd probably say, look, man, this is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, don't goof around about it. Don't laugh at others. Don't, you know, say, man, these people are crazy. Just sit back, relax, and take the suggestions and listen to what these people are trying to tell you because they got more than that one day that you got. You know, they got, which, I mean, granted, we all have just, just today, but um you know if if they've got you know four cakes five cakes you know 10 ever how many apparently they know something that i don't so i probably should get in their pocket uh or as we used to say you know stick with the winners uh get on their coattails network with them go where they go do what they do and uh you know you'll you'll be a little bit better for the wear and uh not have to repeat the same mistakes that you did because you know, I, I heard um, I heard a speaker one time and he was telling a story about um, being in, you know, treatment. And he said the the lady on the, the H&I panel made a statement and said, 
you know, if I could give you all the gift of recovery, I wouldn't do it. And, you know, his first thought was like, man, that that's kind of harsh. That's messed up. And then she followed that up by saying, I wouldn't want to rob you of the journey. It's a journey, Zach. Just ride the journey. It's going to be. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm -hmm.